Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Great Loop Radio, brought to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. This is Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA. Today we are going to give you a preview of the Spring Rendezvous, which is coming up in just a little bit more than a month. Um, Lots of interesting and different and exciting things going on with that, so we thought it was a great time to share that. Um, Before we jump into that topic, though, I do want to take a moment to thank our Admiral-level sponsors who support AGLCA and loopers at the highest level. They are Curtis Stokes & Associates, Dog River Marina, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we like to recognize these sponsors, and we encourage our listeners and all the loopers and boaters out there to support these businesses that support the Great Loop. I would like to bring in Karen Nettles. Many of you probably remember Karen as AGLCA's Member Services Coordinator for quite a while. Um, She is now working as the Member Services Coordinator for Seven Seas Cruising Association, Uh, but she is still an integral part of the team and is joining me this morning to kind of walk through what's happening with the Spring Rendezvous. So, Karen, thanks for being here. Glad to be here. Um, so uh, we're going to give a preview, um, and I know you've kind of got some a little bit of uh, a plan for how this should go. Um, where should we start? Well, I know that you visited the rendezvous site last week, so why don't you uh, tell us what you found while you visited? Yeah, it was um, great to get a chance to visit there because there have been so many changes. Um, the highlight is that everything is in uh, great shape. Um, some of you may remember we were last in Norfolk uh, two years ago after having been there for several years continuously. And in 2017, there were tons of renovations going on, which made it a challenge for us to go there last year, which is why we, we didn't. Um, so visited this week. Everything is uh, ready. Uh, we'll have, looks like as of now, 280-plus loopers coming in, and they're they're ready for us. Okay, so all the sleeping rooms look great and the the meeting space and everything, so no hammers going on or anything like that. (laughs) Everything is good to go. Well, as you might imagine, it takes quite a while to renovate a facility the size of the Sheridan Waterside there. So the ballrooms were very early on in the um, renovation schedule, so those are complete. Um, The sleeping rooms are mostly complete, so as far as hammering, I did hear a little bit of that. Um, but floors, I think the sleeping rooms are like floors three through 11 and everything except the third and fourth floor are finished. Third and fourth should be finished before we get there. Um, but the hotel has 400, I believe, plus rooms. Uh, so even without those two floors finished, there are plenty of renovated sleeping rooms for us. As I said, the ballrooms look great and are in tip top shape. And we've got a plan for where everything's going to happen, and it's set to go. So huge improvements over two years ago um, in the look and the feel of the place as well as in in the service there. So we're excited. It sounds like everybody would be pleasantly surprised with the the upgrades. Well, um, what about the marina? Yeah, the marina looks great, too. Um, Anyone who was with us or has heard some of the details of the 2016 Spring Rendezvous, which was last at Waterside Marina, um, the whole 
little area there at Waterside was kind of struggling a bit because there was a um, essentially kind of a shopping mall with some restaurants that over the years, um, one by one, those restaurants and shops had closed. And in 2016, it was basically completely vacant and was about ready to go un undergo a huge renovation and transformation there as well. But the marina was suffering because of that. So um, the restroom facilities for the boaters had been in that shopping mall building that at that time was closed. And Waterside Marina has always been great to us. And they did absolutely everything they could to accommodate us in 2016. That included bringing in um, some um, uh, portable restroom shower facilities. Um, they even had some generators on the dock at that point because there were some issues with power. Uh, some of the docks were falling a bit into disrepair. All that has been corrected. A brand new restroom facility within the building that has now been modified um, and completely redone. The docks have been, um, it, some of it has been replaced and some of it has been fortified essentially uh, so that some of the issues that we had in 2016 won't happen again. And the, the really exciting thing to me and to a lot of our members based on the feedback we get is that Waterside Marina, is, it's not huge, um, but it is a 100% transient facility, and we take over the whole thing. So the entire marina will be loopers. They're even moving um, the police boat out this year, I think, so we can get all the possible slips. So it's ready to go. The marina is sold out, so we know it will be completely loopers. Some members are going to Tidewater Marina, um, our Tidewater Yacht Harbor, which is directly across the Elizabeth River. If you are in the situation that you are planning to stay there or you still want to come and will be by boat and end up over at Tidewater, it's really a very convenient place to be, even though it's on the other side of the river. There is a ferry that goes across every half an hour, from, and I took the ferry to make sure that it was uh, convenient and easy to do. Um, from Tidewater over to Waterside, and, and the ferry stop is literally outside the Sheridan where the meetings will take place. Um, so from Tidewater to Waterside, it's a five-minute ferry ride. It costs $2 in each direction, so economical and quick. On the way back, it takes a little longer because there are two stops on the other side, um, on the Portsmouth side of the river. So coming from Waterside, you'll sit through one stop in Portsmouth, and then the second stop to get off would be uh, the one closest to Tidewater. So the ferry is convenient, um, it's frequent, and it's affordable. So uh, don't be deterred if you want to come by boat and hear that Waterside is full, but uh, both marinas will be great places to be. Well, it sounds like the marina upgrades will be a more comfortable experience for the loopers this year. So that's good. And I know you mentioned yeah. the Waterside District. So I know they've completely redone the Waterside District. So what can the loopers expect with that experience? They have, yep. And that is probably the biggest transformation from 2016. Like I said, there was nothing. Um, it was basically a vacant building that had, was starting to look up pretty much to be in disrepair in 2016. Although the renovations were poised to begin at that point, they had not started. They are complete now. Um, they did a phenomenal job in redeveloping that property. The entire Waterside District is uh, basically restaurants, uh, dining, and, and drink options. So Several sit-down restaurants, including Guy Fieri's Smokehouse, which had a chance to try out some of the food there, and it was excellent. Um, a Blue Moon um, Pub is there as well, Blue Moon Ale House. Um, food there was great, too. There are a couple of other sit-down restaurants. The newest is Stripers, which is a seafood restaurant. And probably the, the 
neatest thing from the looper's perspective is that the center of the building is just kind of open space, um, almost a very upscale food court type of thing. So there's all kinds of food options and drink options. But there are several kind of round bars set up in the center there. And they serve food at those. You can actually have sit-down table service where they go get you the food that you're choosing from the different food options that are uh, scattered around the outside of the building. So great gathering space. Um, they are, I believe, the a lot of outdoor seating space there, too. And I believe their plan right now is to have um, some live music going on on the Sunday before the rendezvous, which would be April 29th, which is when most of the Louver boats are coming in. Looks like they'll be having some live music outside there on the patio, which will be a great way to start out the rendezvous. Well, it sounds like there's plenty of opportunity for free time for the loopers. And uh, speaking of food and drink, I know part of the rendezvous, there's the dine around and pub crawls that attendees can register for. So what can they, how does that work and what can they expect to experience doing one of those or both of those? Yeah, that's a, a great uh, thing to talk about because it is still fairly new and we've never done it in um, in Norfolk before. We did it in New Bern last year, um, got great feedback, so we decided to, to work on that again for the 2018 Rendezvous. So the Diner Round will be on uh, Wednesday evening, uh, which is May 2nd. So we... Uh, t- Typically at all of our rendezvous, we do keep you very busy. So we try to plan one night where we don't have dinner as part of the event and let members go out and do something on their own. But we try to give them an option if they do want a group activity. So the dine around is actually going to take place right there at the Waterside District. So it could not be more convenient. Um, the sit-down restaurants, most of them take reservations. And you can make a reservation through their websites as you normally would. So if you go to uh, watersidedistrict.com and follow the links to the dining options, you can make reservations at the sit-down restaurants. Just put a note um, in the reservation request that you're part of our group, and they're going to seat everyone together. Um, if you prefer not to make a reservation and just kind of keep it a little bit more open as, as to what you'll be doing, the center area I mentioned um, will be uh, expecting us. So those without a sit-down reservation can uh, join a kind of a group seating there and have your choice of the the counter service restaurants there. So great opportunity to ch- check out the Waterside District. A lot happening there, and we can they can accommodate a group as large as ours there. So that should be a lot of fun. We are still working on the pub crawl, which will be immediately after the rendezvous wraps up. So we wrap up on Thursday afternoon around 3:30 or so. Um, the pub crawl will start at four. Uh, we are going to ask for cooperation there in having you pre-sign up. There are four pubs participating, and they are a little bit, uh, a, a little, I don't even want to say a longer walk. It's a short walk, but not quite as close as the Waterside District. Um, but basically, we're going to try and break the group up into four groups of equal size and every 45 minutes or so you'll rotate to another pub and we ask for cooperation there and signing up and uh, having being part of one of those smaller groups and that's just for organization's sake if if we have a lot of people who choose to participate you know there could be 200 or 250 people doing this pub crawl and if everybody got into one big group and went to one pub it just wouldn't work so we're going to try and pre-organize that Um, both of those events are optional Uh, they're not you know, part of the rendezvous itself. So those are optional additional cost opportunities, but a great chance to try some of the food and beverage in Norfolk and have some more social time with other loopers. So we're looking forward to that. 
Yeah, it sounds like it'd be great, like I said, an extra uh, time of networking and getting that looper camaraderie in there. So yep, exactly. people have signed up for those additional options. Yeah, and we'll open up the well, sign-up for the pub crawl um, fairly soon on uh, the website. So if you're registered for the rendezvous, you'll be getting an email about that with some more details as soon as we've got it set. Okay, sounds good. And moving on to the seminars, what can you tell us about this year's route session lineup? Um, the route session lineup, I'm, I'm also excited about that. We've got a really good mix of some of the, the best of the best speakers that we've had over the years, as well as some newer speakers with real current information on the route. Um, I do want to add, though, before we're kind of before the route sessions start, we're starting the event off on Monday, April 30th at 12 o'clock. Um, it's kind of a pre-rendezvous session. Um, it's an introduction to the Great Loop that I will be giving. And that particular session is open to anyone who would like to attend, whether you're uh, um, registered for the rendezvous or not. That is a public session from 12 to 1 on Monday, April 30th. Um, so anyone who's listening who is in the area or will, will be in the area and isn't registered is welcome to attend that. Uh, for those who are registered for the rendezvous, of course, you're also welcome to attend. If you have been to a Looper Lifestyle or a boat show where I spoke in the past year or so, um, you have already seen the content of that. So just a heads up on what that actually is. Um, so that's from 12 to 1. Then we have kind of the official um, registration where those registered will pick up their name tags. The actual route sessions begin on Tuesday morning. And if you're not familiar with our rendezvous, the route sessions are really where the whole rendezvous started. It was intended to give those currently doing the loop detailed information on the route ahead of them. So including navigational information, um, recommendations for where to stop, what to see, what to do, those types of things. So it goes into a lot of detail. Um, and we'll take you in the spring from Norfolk, where we'll be to Joe Wheeler State Park. So that's basically covering the northern part of the Great Loop. And then the fall rendezvous would cover the southern part. So we'll kick off those route sessions on um, Tuesday morning. Um, we have the Chesapeake Bay being covered by Foster Shucker and Susan Wilson, and um, that is their home waters. And they are one of the Harbor Host of the Year nominees this year. So they'll be joining us and presenting on the Chesapeake. Um, picking up where Foster and Susan leave off, we will have uh, Pat and George Hospodar, who many of you know from their books, Reflection on the Great Loop. Um, they will take us from the C&D Canal, basically at the top of the Chesapeake Bay, to Waterford, New York, where you have one of your route choices, whether you'll go into the Erie Canal or um, continue through Lake Champlain. Um, Alan Lloyd, who many of you know from Great Loop Navigation Notes, which is his book, will take us from Waterford, New York to Kingston, Ontario. And that's the route choices. There's several different ways you can go to get from Waterford to Kingston. And Alan will cover those different routes and the reasons you might pick one over the other. Um, picking up where Alan leaves off, um, Chad Buckner, who is the director of the Trent Severn Waterway, and he's been um, a great presenter, has made it the last few years. He will be back, and he'll be presenting on the Trent Severn. Um, the McCones from um, some of our sponsor marinas in Georgian Bay will be covering uh, Georgian Bay and the North Channel. So that'll get us through Canada. Um, we will also cover uh, Lake Michigan, both sides of the lake. Um, ben and Laura Stein, who completed the loop in 2017, will present on the Michigan side. And Jane and Ben Steven 
will present on the Wisconsin side, and they finished a couple of years ago. If you remember them, um, Ben and Jane are um, Jam and Jane is their boat name, and Laura and Ben Stein are Have Another Day. So that is the route session lineup. Um, sorry, I did miss one. We don't want to leave you there at the end of Lake Michigan. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll have uh, Joe Pika. Uh, will take us from Chicago um, to the Tennessee River and basically to Joe Wheeler State Park, which is where we'll catch up with you again in the fall. We also have some side trips being covered. Um, Joe Peak is also going to cover the side trips that are popular on this part of the route. So um, the Potomac River to D.C., he'll cover a side trip to Baltimore and also a side trip to Philadelphia. So you definitely don't want to miss all of the, that route information. Well, it sounds like that's going to be jam-packed, so people need to come with their their iPads and their notepads to furiously take some notes. Absolutely. Um, and what when about the speakers the... give us handouts, um, we certainly will pass those along. Um, so, yes, uh, definitely we'll be taking notes. We'll also um, be providing electronic access for members to the presentations um, where the speakers are okay with that and give us permission to do that, we will share the electronic version of the presentation with you. So hopefully the notes won't have to be taken quite as furiously <laughs> when you have access to some of that. Um, before we continue, Karen, I'm just going to take a quick minute and play a message from one of our sponsors. And then when we come back, um, we can jump into the next topic. Green Turtle Bay Marina and Resort has consistently been voted a must-stop by loopers. It has earned the coveted five-anchor designation from Quimby's Cruising Guide. This full-service marina features over 450 slips. They are located at mile marker 31.5 on the scenic Cumberland River. Green Turtle Bay is a proud commander sponsor of AGLCA, so join them and find your waterway of life. We're back on Great Loop Radio. Uh, today your home port crew is chatting about the upcoming spring rendezvous and giving you a preview of what to expect there. Uh, so, Karen, where did we leave off? Well, you had just given us a nice overview of the route sessions. Uh, so why don't, we, uh, why don't you tell us about the Looping 101 track, what people can expect for that track. Okay, yeah, and this, um, for those of you who have kind of been paying attention on the forum or those of you who registered in the first couple of weeks that registration was open, you know that we uh, tried something different. Rather than planning the Looping 101 sessions very early, we waited um, until a few weeks into registration and took those who had already registered and surveyed you to find out what topics you would most like to hear about in the Looping 101 sessions. And this second track, it happens simultaneously with the route sessions. So you do have to make a choice between the two, um, but you're free to go back and forth between the two tracks at will. So you don't have to pre-sign up for which session you want to attend at a certain time. You just you pick it when it starts and you uh, move to that room and are ready to go. Um, so the feedback on the Looping 101, we were able to accommodate the most popular request, which has resulted in some really interesting new topics that we'll cover. So um, we will have a panel. We're kind of uh, loosely calling it Tips from the Pros, but we've got three Gold Looper couples who will be covering some of the things that people wanted to know about, such as what to bring with you, how to deal with your home um, and friends and family that you might be leaving behind, and tips for provisioning. So that will be a panel discussion. They'll start out by each, uh, each couple presenting for 15 to 20 minutes and then open that up to questions uh, for the panel. So that's uh, exciting, and we're looking forward to that. 
we will be having a weather aboard session. And Eddie Johnson, who you probably know from Eddie's weather wag that helps us get across the Gulf, is going to cover um, how to find out weather information for this particular part of the trip we're talking about so that you can look for good weather windows on, for places like the Chesapeake and some of the sounds that you'll have to cross on the East Coast and the Great Lakes. So he'll walk you through how to do that. We will have sessions on locking and anchoring. We'll have sessions on marine electronics, which was near the top of the list for what people wanted to hear about. We'll have sessions from some of our sponsors on their expertise, including um, finding and buying a looper boat, um, how to finance your boat, and DIY maintenance, um, which uh, the first was Curtis, Curtis Stokes. Financing is Cindy Lewis, and maintenance will be presented by Chris Caldwell. So lots of different things going on there. Um, and probably uh, one, of, one of the high requests is uh, keeping fit, basically, um, on the loop. And two of our gold loopers, um, Alex uh, Ertz and Andre Sorovikin. Sorry, Andre, if I'm butchering your name. Um, but they'll present a really different session. We're going to start in the classroom with about 45 minutes on um, keeping fit with, in a presentation style from Alex. And then we're going to move to a different room and have about a 45-minute yoga session because yoga is certainly one of the fitness activities that you can do aboard, and it actually becomes even a little bit more challenging on board because the boat moves. Um, you've probably seen people doing yoga on paddle boards. So same kind of an idea. So it, it can be a very great way to keep fit on the Great Loop. Um, that covers most of the – I think that's actually probably all of the oh, – we'll also have a, a Looping 101 session that I'll present on making the most of your AGLCA membership. So we'll look at the website, the app, everything you might have questions about on how membership works. And I think that covers – oh, it does not cover. There is one very important one. Um, the top request was information on clearing customs. Um, that always seems to create some confusion. So we are – we have tentatively um, – gotten confirmation from the Canadian Border Services Patrol and the U.S. Border Patrol uh, to send a representative to cover Americans going into Canada um, and other uh, foreign nationals entering Canada and information for Canadians entering the U.S. because obviously um, we have both of those concerns. Those are still tentative and we are still working on that. If we can't get the official representatives, we will um, get somebody to still cover that topic because it was a very important topic. Uh, a lot of people were wanting to hear about that. And with that, I think that is all of the um, all of the Looping 101 sessions. Well, that track sounds like you're going to cover the, the basics that everybody needs year in and year out, plus adding on the, the stuff that the current loopers are looking forward to. So some, you know, with the yoga and exercise and the custom sounds like, a, you know, something uh, different and exciting to the, to, to the agenda that people can certainly appreciate. And I know one of the other things that's normally on the agenda, and it's always a highlight, are the looper crawls. So is that going to happen again this year? It is. We've got um, three days of looper crawls, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday afternoons. So those of you unfamiliar with that, um, it's about two hours that it's primarily a social time out on the docks. The whole group pretty much moves out to the docks. And those who have boats there in the harbor, uh, many of them will open their boats for other registrants to tour. Um, so, like I said, fun social time, great chance to see lots of loop-capable boats in one place. And one of the things people seem to really love about it is if, that's, if they're still planning and maybe don't have their looper boat, 
they can see what it's actually like to be aboard them and uh, live aboard them with all of the things that you'll need with you for a year. And even those who already do have their boat often pick up some great storage tips um, or other kind of organizational tips for their boat. So definitely always a great time. And I know folks can look forward to that, particularly if they're looking to, to buy a boat. That's definitely a, a, a thing that they need to participate in to figure out what they want and what they don't want. I know I personally enjoyed uh, looking at boats when I, I've attended the rendezvous, so I know people get a lot out of that. In addition to everything that you've outlined for us here with the, uh, you know, the agenda for the two tracks and uh, what they can expect at the hotel and the marina and everything, are there anything else attendees can expect at the rendezvous? Well, yes. As I said, we keep you pretty busy. Um, lunch is included three days, and on the third day, Friday, uh, Thursday, just before um, we wrap up, is the awards luncheon. And that is where we'll be presenting the um, Harbor Host of the Year Award to John and Juliet Kalashibeta. They will be joining us to accept that award. And we give out a few other small awards at that as well. So, like I said, three lunches, um, two dinners are also included in your price of admission. Um, and we do have a few cash bar receptions um, the two nights just before dinner. Um, there's also plenty of time to visit exhibitors. I believe at this point we have uh, about 16 different uh, sponsors who are coming to exhibit and tell you a little bit more about what they do and how they might be able to help you do the loop. Um, and of course, our sponsors always provide great welcome bags and door prizes for the attendees as well. So uh, lots of things come with your registration. Well, what about the people now that we've you've piqued everybody's interest with <laughs> giving us a nice overview? If there are people out there, loopers are out there that are still saying, you know, I haven't registered yet. Is it, Can I still register? You, you can. Um, it is a members-only event. So if you're not a member of AGLCA, you do have to join first. Um, it does look like the, this will be a, a sellout. Um, actually looks like this will be the biggest rendezvous probably that we've ever had. Um, it, we can fit 280, um, and we are getting very close to that number. So if you're still planning to register and haven't yet, I would encourage you to do that as soon as possible. Um, we will start a waiting list after that, and it is typical to have some cancellations um, as things come up or people can't get that there on their boat. So don't be too deterred if you end up on the waiting list. Um, and as of right now, there is still space available. So as I said, uh, I wouldn't wait too long to register. You can find more information if you go to the website at greatloop.org. And then in the um, header bar navigation, there's a link to events. And just click on Spring 2018 Rendezvous, and you will find uh, links to register, links to make hotel reservations. Just about everything you need is there. So. Um, that's probably the best way to go about getting more details. The, the full agenda um, is there as well. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a, a great event. You know, you've, you've highlighted it well here for us. And what, can you, what would you say is the biggest thing, the takeaway that most loopers get from coming to the rendezvous? What, how, how do they normally capture their experience once they've come for the first time? <laughs> People who have come for the first time, particularly if they're still in the planning stage, um, say uh, it's, it's a lot like trying to drink through a fire hose. You are going to gather tons of information um, that at first may seem a little bit overwhelming. 
but I think one of the great things about the rendezvous is that it's a good mix of gold loopers who are either coming to speak or uh, just coming because it's a great time, um, mixed with people who are currently doing the loop and mixed with a lot of planners. So there's really kind of something for everyone, and those groups get a chance to intermingle. And um, most people leave the rendezvous with several new friends. And, in fact, I just had a uh, dinner last night with some loopers who were talking about um, – they're on a kind of a road trip right now and talking about stopping to see several people they looped with, but also um, someone that they met for the first time at a rendezvous and have kept in touch with ever since, even though they didn't cruise together, um, they've remained friends. So it's a very social group. Um, we've talked about the looper camaraderie and it really, that really just comes from the fact that everyone's super excited about the trip. Everyone has a common interest. So it makes it really easy um, to talk with people and, make new friends and learn a whole lot more about the Great Loop. And I think we are just about out of time. Um, but Karen, I appreciate you taking some time to return to the Great Loop today. Uh, it was great chatting with you. And for our listeners, we appreciate you being here as well. If you do have any questions about the rendezvous, you can email me at krusso, that's K-R-U-S-S-O, at greatloop.org. And as I mentioned, lots of information on the website. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week with another episode of Great Loop Radio. Until then, safe cruising.